of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's, a it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, we can be exactly what we need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio. Do we cheat them and how? I mean, Kylan, Eric, and Mike. You sure it's not Larry, Daryl, and Daryl? <laughs> or Larry, Curly, and Mo. I, my name's Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. And if you understand that reference, congratulations. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you saw it in reruns, you're still old. Still old. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) look, I idolize Bob Newhart anyway. So (laughs) I'm kicking, I I, I am kicking myself because there is a Bob Newhart statue in Chicago of him overlooking the lake at the pier and at the Navy pier. And I was so done with walking that day that I did not bother going down. I'm kind of kicking myself for it, but there's that. That show had the best ending, and I almost wish they yes because they had shot a similar ending for Breaking Bad, and they didn't, and they didn't use it. I was kind of hoping they would. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that ending was overused trope, though. Yeah, that ending. Oh, that was going back because nobody had done it before. You know, going well, back with his original wife, going, I just had yeah. the strangest dream. Well, the was it like, was all a dream trope is. Okay, true. It had been done before yeah. that. You know, like I, I, Bobby Ewing in the shower. Uh, that is true. Seen elsewhere. Oh, that's right. Because the final the final scene is uh what William Daniels character, um the guy who was the son and then the grandson 
come find out the grandson was autistic and he's holding that sn- snow globe of St. Elsewhere and the whole thing is supposedly just stories he was making up while playing with the snow globe. That's right. Which I That's thought right. was cool too. It was yeah. like, right. Ooh, St. Elsewhere was a great series. That yes. was. Yes, it was. And New Heart was a very good series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Both of them. New Heart and the Bob New Heart show. The Bob New Heart show. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, well, in case you missed it, there were some good deals. Amazon had their final set of Prime Days for this year. And some of the things that were on sale, if you were lucky to pick it up, Marvel Legends series, Black Knight, Cersei, Avengers 60th Anniversary, Amazon exclusive at 30% off. That's not bad. Uh, this is also an Amazon exclusive, and I don't remember this at all, us ever talking about it. And, and now I kind of, after looking at the price, I'm like, Ooh, but for five figures, that is actually not a bad price. The West Coast Avengers collection is the West Coast Avengers collection comics inspired. So it comes oh. with Iron Man, the white, the, the red and silver, or red and white, Mockingbird, Tigra, Spider Woman in the black and white outfit. Okay. And Hank Spider Pym. Woman 2.0. <clears throat> yes. And Hank Pym. Uh, at 30% off, it's $87.49. Which, all right, get this out. $87.49. At $17.49 a figure, which is below standard retail. Yeah. Right. Because retails are now about 25 bucks a figure. I mean, under 90 bucks for five figures. Yeah. That's not bad at all. No. No. And with me being a big West Coast fan, I, I wish I had the, the coin for this. Because then I would try and figure out how to get the, the Hawkeye that goes with this as well. Right. The comic-inspired Hawkeye. Because he's missing from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shoot. Who else was from? Wonder he, Man? Wonder you Man. know what? There is comic-inspired Hawkeye with the Sky Cycle for yeah. forty one ninety two. Yeah. Which would go great with this because he had the Sky Cycle West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember. Is this the exact team? Is, is Spider Woman in the, the right outfit team. for this team? Oh, Power Man. I mean, no, no. Uh, bu- 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 Wonder Man. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder yeah. Man. Yeah. Wonder Man was in that group. I'm trying to remember. Is this the right? Um, I don't remember Hank Pym being there in in uh, issue one. Hank Pym wasn't there. I don't remember him being there. I, but I don't think this is all based on issue and one. And Spider-Woman wasn't there either. Spider-Woman was in the series, but nah, I don't, I don't think she. I don't think she's in the series with this. I don't think this is the right team makeup. Dang no. Because Iron Man, that should be bro, that should be Rhodey. Right. Okay. The West Coast Avengers. Uh-huh. Uh, hang on. No original. Okay. West Coast Avengers. Hawkeye found them. Founded them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here's, I, I'm looking at a cover. All right. It's got Hawkeye, Wonder Man, Tigra, Mockingbird, and Iron Man. Yes. That's issue one. 
That's the yes. infamous cover of one. Mm-hmm. And of so course, that would Iron be the Man, original lineup. Like I said, Iron Man is actually Rhodey. Okay. Yes, but and Rhodey wasn't in that armor. That armor right there, that's Tony. No. Rhodey was in. No, that is Rhodey in that armor. Is that Rhodey in that armor? Yes. Because I read one where the, the Iron Man I read, Tony wanted that armor because he didn't want, he still had bad memories from the previous armor. Okay, no, this this here says that it was Rhodey. It's Rhodey. Okay. Initially unknown to the team. Okay. Rhodey had the triangle uh, reactor on the front. Tony still had the round at that time, I remember correctly. Or Tony was still in the red and gold, and Rhodey was the red and silver. I'm trying to remember. Or was was Tony in rehab? No, because Tony stayed East Coast. Okay. Um list of west coast nerves. so founders were hawkeye mockingbird war machine aka iron man 2.0 wonder man and tiger yeah that's what i said um recruits yeah because hank hank, i can remember hank being there hank wasn't there for the first one but he did join up shortly after yes right uh moon knight was part of the was in when when uh during volume two, um, Spider Woman. She didn't come along until West Coast number 74. Right. So I just, guess just, Hank was still there. Look, just just remember, they say this is comics inspired. Yeah. It, it's not a documentary. Right. <laughs> well, the, well, this is Julia Carpenter, Spider Woman. Yeah. From right after Secret Wars. Is the look? I see. I like that look on her. Yeah, I did too. I just don't remember that. I I just didn't remember that look with her in uh, West Coast Avengers. But I guess it was because if she came in right after, then yeah, because Rhodey was still in that armor mm-hmm. the whole time he was West Coast. Uh, Mockingbird. That's one of her outfits that she wore there. Tiger. Well, yeah, that's Tiger. And Hank, this is when he would have been around uh, giant uh, around the giant man, Goliath. Period. I think, I think that this version that they're taking, because that's him in the red overalls, coveralls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Red jumpsuit, whatever you want to call. I think he was in between costumed identities at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, this would be a perfect figure to get to go with. The giant man has left. Okay. Would it not? Yeah, it, it would. It would. I mean, if you're going to throw an ant, potentially throw an ant man in there, comic inspired, then this would be a great one as well. The stages of, of Hank Pym. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. So, um, others. Ronan the Accuser, Guardians of the Galaxy comics version. Oh, yeah. This is the, the green. Yeah, the green, the 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 bulky, the yeah. more muscular than Lee Pace, Ronan. But you know, mm-hmm. Lee Pace's Ronan wasn't bad. No, no, he wasn't. I mean, no, 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 it no. Still, still portrayed, still, still gave Ronan vibes. This is not to say that he did any less than a great job. Yeah, right. 
I mean, Oscar Isaacs did a great job as Apocalypse. They just did not do him justice makeup-wise. No. no. That was just a terrible movie altogether. I honestly don't remember anything about it. But Ronan, or Ronan, I'm okay. I mean, I kind of wish they had this look, but I, uh, the green look, but I, I didn't mind the look they had in Guardians either. So. No, I, I didn't mind the look that they had either. It was, it was a good homage to the comic look, I thought. Yes. It, it was not as Kirby'd out as the comics version, but, you know, it's still good. It, it still gave you the essence of the comic character, even though there was yeah. costume changes. The hammer yes. was still the same. Yes. So, um, Chasm, Spider-Man Legends, 16% off. You scroll down a little bit, and there's a nice-looking Hydra Stomper. Yeah. Um, Gladiator Hawk from Thor Ragnarok. Mm-mm. Banshee, Gambit, and Psylocke, X-Men's 60th anniversary, was 30% off. X-Men right. Classic Wolverine, 20% off. X-Men Rogue, 30% off. And X-Men Emma Frost, 28% off. So, yeah. There were some good deals. Absolutely. Uh, and then some comic news, because a lot of times we don't, we don't do enough with the comics as we should. Shame, no. on, shame on us, but it's okay. Yeah. We're trying to get better. Uh, it is the Halloween season, which means Marvel's anthology one-shot, Crypt of Shadows, uh, will be featuring a collection of its supernatural characters, is back. Uh, last year, Marvel brought Crypt of Shadows back uh, ahead of the release of Werewolf by Night, a special presentation on Disney+, Plus, which is a shame they're not doing another special presentation. It's, it's almost time for Marvel to do another special presentation one-shot, hour-long one-shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Re-releasing Railworth by Night and Color does not count. No. 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 And, and I think, to be fair, you know, I, when I saw that and people were going, oh, it would be so cool to see Man-Thing in color, uh, you do at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Right at the end of the show. When it's morning, you see them in color. Right. Hello. But I think people forget that if I would almost if you're going to do the the rest of the show in color, I would swap it and then do the the morning sequence in black and white. You know, that would be cool too. reverse Mm -hmm. it, do a reverse of what it was. That could be fun, but I would love to see a continuation of a werewolf by night. Do something, do a one shot with Elsa Bloodstone or a man thing one shot. How about this? They just do a series of werewolf by night one shots every Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Do that as well. I, I mean, that it, it's almost like watching a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I guess let's, okay, that's a little bit, that, that, that's not here yet. The, the, the rain can, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It, it's almost it's like you have to watch that every year. It's something to look forward to. It's almost like the when we were kids waiting for the new Rankin Christmas shows. Yes. Yes. Even though a lot of those were still out when our parents were kids. <laughs> I think. Maybe. I just remember, oh, we're getting a new one. We're getting a new one. We're getting a new one. I don't remember this one. 
Well, uh, the newest Crypto Shadows number one one shot promises to deliver even more spookiness. Uh, it is being done by Al Ewing, Paul Davidson, Rain Burrito, BC's Travis Landman, Steve Orlando, Paul Asita, Kevin Scott, uh, Devmalia Pramanik, Nirjaj Minan, Declan Chave, Alex Lenz, Matt Molina, Sarah Gailey, Edder Messias, Jonas Trinidad, and Michael Wiggum. That's the entire creative team on this. There you go. Uh, the book kicks off with Victor Strange, the younger brother of Doctor Strange, welcoming readers to the Crypt of Shadows room inside the Sanctum Sanctorum. You know, at this point in time, do another Halloween-based one-shot and call it Crypt of Shadows. That could work. True. And that could be something, you know, every year, Crypt of Shadows, whatever, becomes the Halloween series, one-shot series. And it could be hosted by Victor Strange. Um, we then transition to four of the short stories featuring Scarlet Witch, Deadpool, Daredevil, and Man-Thing, and Werewolf by Night, and The Hulk. So, I may have to pick this up. It, it does sound good. Yeah. four ninety nine, forty 40 pages, not a bad price. And then... I've got three different stories here, but they all cover the same thing. <laughs> Daredevil. What in the world is going on? I, this is what you refer to as a retcon. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the studios has made the decision to fire the writers and directors of, Dare, of the Daredevil reboot, deciding to take a different creative approach to the much anticipated series. So I so none of this was filmed at all. I for some reason I thought some of it was filmed already. Um, I thought I, I thought I it thought was. production had started. Yeah. Uh, so former Daredevil showrunner calls Disney Plus reboot a sham. Stephen Denight, the former showrunner of Daredevil on their on Netflix, shared his opinion on the Daredevil Born Again series being a Disney scam in the IOTSI ranks and elsewhere. Workers have a mandated pay, have a mandated pay raise and vacation pay when a show makes it to season three. Social media users have discovered that at Disney and other studios, shows often get canceled or rebooted before a third season can officially happen. Critics argue this is a tactic used by companies to get away with not paying workers an increased rate or other benefits. The Knight seemingly agreed with this belief in his own social media post, arguing that the negotiations to get rid of those provisions entirely. Uh, he does. It's an old Disney scam where they slightly rename a series to reset contract terms back to the to first season. It needs to be addressed by all the guilds, unions, and crushed. The Knight wrote on X slash Twitter. So, okay. Um, thoughts on this? I... To, to me, I was almost thinking this was a season one scenario because it's a reboot that the only thing that happens to be the same from the from the netflix series is the act right because i hadn't heard because i haven't heard anything about them going yeah the netflix series is now mcu can well all right have they come right out and said it no No. not that i'm aware of but when you start pulling in like charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio it, you are you are unofficially saying it. So, true. so Daredevil: Born Again would unofficially be season three. I I see where that's the case from the showrunner 
and director's point of view? I can see an argument made for it. Now, if if you're basically rebooting the whole story, then no, I would say it's not season three. Right. I mean, if if you are not you know, tearing everything, you're, you're not just gutting the whole thing. It's like, okay, we got the same actors, but we're not doing the, we're, we're just starting over with script one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I could see where you're saying you're bringing everybody back mm-hmm. for a new series. It's kind of like, it, it's kind of like, you remember the old uh, Britcom, Are You Being Served? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That show ran and ended. They come back a few years later with what is essentially a continuation of the story, but it's a completely different show. Right. Or you take like the movie A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Okay. A few few years after A Fish Called Wanda hit theaters, they came out with another movie that had all the same cast in it, but it was a completely different story playing completely different characters. Right. I can see both sides of that argument there. Mm -hmm. And if it were me, if it were me in charge of Marvel Studios, I'd go ahead and give them the third season benefits. Right. I mean, just just because, I mean, you could say it's not, but it, it would be a nice goodwill gesture in this instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would agree. I mean, that. I mean, I think that for as popular as Daredevil was, as far as net, the Netflix series go. Yeah. One of, one of the things, one, the one thing that was going to definitely draw people to born again was the fact that Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio and uh, I believe Bernthal were all going to yeah. be John Bernthal. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you're getting all three of them, and people know the the people who are fans of the show know what they're getting. Know if they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Now to I don't know to to say that it's a reboot and not. Uh, not a continuation of the series. Okay, yeah, I, I know if I if I go into something, if I were to go in into this expecting it, expecting the third season, but what I get is what feels like a a season one. You know, just based on how the story is being told, the characters and all that stuff. Would I be kind of disappointed? Maybe a little bit, but I'd be really just glad to see that I'm getting these familiar characters back. Um, I agree with Derek. I think it would be it would it would look good uh, on Marvel slash Disney side if they were to give these characters or give these actors season three benefits. Um, because it's kind of like splitting hair saying, well, I know we know we got you guys coming back and you're playing the same characters, but really this is season one, not season three. Right. It's kind of like splitting hairs to me a bit. Well, 
I guess my question would be, even if this is a continuation, because the studios have changed, if it's the same characters, but they don't reference anything from, they acknowledge that the Netflix series exists, but they don't reference back to it. Mm-hmm. Could you call the, could you get away calling this season one or is it still season three? It's season one. I mean, cause yeah, if you're not, you're not acknowledging what happened before. You know, there has to be some type of acknowledgement because if you're watching that series, if you're watching that series, like where does it fit into the timeline? And that's the question people are going to ask. Does it fit into the, the Netflix time, the timeline from the previous series, or is it is it its own animal? It's kind of like what people do with a uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and the the uh, the the director says, "Well, it's Mad Max, so you could just fit it anywhere." And I hate that because, you know, you know, as a fan of the trilogy. I kind of need to know where that fits. I mean, to me, I feel yeah. like in a way it must fit somewhere between uh, Road Warrior and Thunderdome because it really doesn't feel like it fits after. But no, it does. That's just you know, and that's just somebody, I, I, and that's just somebody who's a fan of that series. Now, as somebody who's a fan of the Daredevil series, if you're going to try and tell me, oh, well, it's up to you to fit in, fit it where you want it, no. No, no, you that's you trying to have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> and, and no, that's that's not the case, right? I got feelings on it. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I get it, I get it. Yeah, so I, I I've heard I, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, Sorry. I I've scanned through these stories and I didn't see it there, but I, I thought I saw it somewhere else that there was a, a screening of what has been shot already, and no one was happy with it. And that's why this that. went down. Uh, mm-hmm. I have heard that. Um, yes. I I get this. I'd be honest with you. I think I'm, my concern, my concern is that, that with it being on Disney+, Plus, they're trying to ease up on, I, I, I get, I feel like they're going to ease up on how gritty it is. Because the the Netflix series is pretty gritty, and I feel like that's what Daredevil is supposed to be, you know. And I think I wonder if that's what's happening. You no, know, they kind of because even Matt in um in in She Hulk, Daredevil and She Hulk, he's not nearly as gritty. No, no, you're right. He's not. So he's more he's more for color. Yes, it's kind of kind of like the way Daredevil was pre, um, pre Frank Miller. Frank Miller, yeah, pre Frank Miller, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I I I like Daredevil when Frank Miller got his hands on him, <laughs> ninja kicking, ninja kicking, uh, Catholic angst, uh, super complicated. Matt Murdock, that's the one for me. Yeah, I mean, I am not, I'm not arguing that one bit. That's, uh, it it very easily could. But also, I think with the strike, Mm -hmm. I think it's given 
Disney a an opportunity to reevaluate a lot of projects. Right. And it could be that after how divisive some of the past shows have been, mm-hmm. they could just be going like, yeah, let's let's rethink this. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can also see where Kylan's going here about, well, this is way too gritty for the mouse. Right. Yeah, I mean, can, but... you, can you really see Disney being okay with uh, Jessica telling um, Luke that she got a new bed? Or Luke telling Jessica they got a new bed? I was about to say, bed? I thought Luke told her. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Luke telling Jessica, I can't, I really don't think that that would be okay. I, I, and I get it. Well, no, I don't think it'd be okay. Stranger things have happened. Well, well, Disney's going to wind up with sole ownership of Hulu before too long. So, you know, uh, maybe they'll have to ship supposed to happen stuff. by the end of next year. See, there you go. Yeah, if I remember that, we'll, 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 right? we'll put all of our gritty stuff on Hulu now. Yeah. There you go. I'd be fine with that too. So, well, let's get into some TVA files. Since we didn't have labels for WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki last time, we're going to be doing the TVA files as we recap Loki season two. Mm-hmm. So, sending to your screens now. Number four. Eric, why don't you start us off? Okay, I'm just going to come back, just couch everything I say after this with saying I was in full hate watch mode after after season one and how I absolutely was disgusted with how they dumbed down Loki to where point where a homecoming prom queen could probably outsmart him. And that's not fair, because I'm sure there are a lot of very smart homecoming prom queens. Yeah, but remember what Judy once said? The homecoming queen's got a gun, so everybody yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. i am uh, been trying to forget that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that memory back. You're welcome. So, so my first, well, I guess this is my number four, is the TVA mail cart the MCU variant of the Pizza Planet truck. Ooh. Okay. Because there was something on that back tailgate when it came crashing through the window. And I kept trying to pause it where I could read what it says. Now, they said it was a mail cart, so it could have TVA mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you but, think there may have been uh, like an Easter egg of like an episode or a uh, comic book issue reference, uh, like they've done in, in the in the films. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with TVA in the comics, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. Island, but that was just what went through my mind. Okay, Island, you're number four. Uh, okay, so and I don't know if this is a thing or not, but I I found it interesting how. The door to the loom looks like the same door to Cerebro, or similar door to Cerebro. Ooh, okay. 
Okay. If you look at how big the X is. I think it's a coincidence, but it could be a great foreshadowing of X-Men coming. Oh, God, that brings up another question. Yeah. Is Miss Minutes like a Cerebro? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because you remember the danger room became sentient in the comics. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. And the way they've been doing the promo or pushing Miss Minutes, like I signed up for the Facebook Messenger thing, and it's Miss mm-hmm. Minutes, almost like she's taken on her own um, Thursday or Jarvis type personality. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen her yet in the first episode. We have not seen her yet. No. So I, it does bring the curiosity. Is, is she? Does she become a, a sent, sentient being? No matter of speaking, like Cerebo did. Or is she linked to the he who remains in some way? Yeah. Because, you know, he's dead. So we think. For the moment. For the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, the time splitting. Oh, God, that was painful to watch, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, that's why... Is it really that painful? And the, there's the guy in the elevator. It was horrifying. <laughs> like, it looks, no, you were it there. It was horrible. I'm like, uh. Okay, uh. you remember when you were playing with Silly Putty as a kid? Mm-hmm. Even if that was just last week? <laughs> and and you're done with the the image that you just pulled up, and then you just start wadding it? Yes, and, and you know, pulling it away. That's what it looked like. Um, mm-hmm. I remember a cartoon as a kid where there was a character that did a similar thing. Plastic Man? No, I mean with the like time split look. Unless I'm thinking, uh, right, unless I'm also thinking the character from uh, one of the Transformers from the Michael Bay small one. Oh, I can't that think. Glitched. Not mm. reboot, was it? No. Okay. No, it wasn't reboot. Okay. But I, I do remember seeing a character, whether it was in the comics or in a cartoon, that was almost like a glitch-like character. Yeah. Right. And it was a black. It was a black and white character. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember it either. Wait a minute. Not Tom Terrific, was it? Maybe. No, not Tom Terrific. Okay, never mind then. Tom Terrific's from 1957. Yeah. Yeah, no. I almost want to say something like Schism. I... Hmm. That's Division in the Church, dude. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I don't remember. Yeah. It, you will remember this at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and you're going to sit up straight yeah. in the bed and you're going to shout out the name and Melissa's going to look at you like you just lost your ever-loving brain cells. Well, she mm-hmm. did that last night when I fell out of bed. You should be used to that look then. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sad part is I'm now going even deeper going characters from the show, the max. You are going to chase that rabbit. Yeah, you are. Unfortunately, I probably am going to be chasing this rap. Um, 
wabbit. Chase the no. wabbit. Chase the wabbit. Uh, 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 very, very quiet. I'm, <laughs> I'm chasing wabbits. Um, Alan Moore wrote an issue of The Tick cartoon or comic. Why did I know that? And I absolutely love TV series on liquid television. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the for me is, is the time split. Number three. Eric. Okay. I got a dollar that says General Docs is not going after Sylvie. She's going rogue and trying to save the sacred timeline with a mass pruning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's way too much hardware to be going after Sylvie. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I will give you that. Yeah. So what about you, Kylan? Number three. Because <laughs> uh, only because I had to pause and ask uh, Don some questions. Keeping up with the time jumps is hard. <laughs> I I was just I, I watch a lot of Doctor Who, so you know I I like to think that I'm I, I I can handle time jumps, but when the time jumps go from you know the present that we know to an alternate present to the past in that present, and then back to the present in that alternate present and yeah <laughs> it's yeah I, I i actually we're watching and i had to stop just a minute and i had to ask questions just to make sure i was following correctly because you know okay yeah we got the splintered timeline going on and i just want to make sure that wherever loki is jumping that i'm following properly you know because uh, yeah, that that there was a lot <laughs> yeah. to this. Uh, my number three was the whole the whole sequence with um, with Morbius out on the in the in the suit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. is that a crack? And here's yeah. here's Opie with the with the duct tape. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> and then going out and and that whole sequence it's like okay, it was quite interesting. Big, huge vacuum hose on the back of the suit. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Like the 50s-style sci-fi. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I love it. Because hey, everything else is so 1950s there. Yes. 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 So. Number two. Okay, I'm going to piggyback on you, Mike. Okay. Because I think my favorite... This this may be my favorite part of Loki, period. The whole past and present split conversation between Loki, Mobius, and OB. Mm-hmm. The, the whole... Yeah. I, it's kind of like, how do you do this? You don't do this. Oh, wait, I know how. It's like, well, do you have one of these extractor things? No. Wait, yes, I do. <laughs> well, that, the, also to the whole conversation, your, your friend... Where did he go? Don't know. And all of a sudden, as he's talking to him in the past, he, he's relaying yes. the messages to Morbius yes. in the future. It's like it, it, it is or present very time. much. It, that to me, I think that is the most intelligence displayed throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. People are being at their most intelligent right there, particularly Loki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm not it, saying it ha it gives me hope for his character throughout the rest of the series, but it was a very nice change. And, and suddenly it makes – if you go back to um, Bill and Ted's uh, Bill and Ted's Big Adventure. Excellent adventure. It, or excellent adventure. It makes that whole thing like when they had to remember where the keys were and they go back in time and put the keys where they're – and you're like, oh, wait, that makes sense, you know? It, it, it's kind of like the whole 7-Eleven uh, Circle K parking lot. Yes. That whole scene is kind of like that conversation made more sense this time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But Kylan, you're number two. All right. So my number two is who used to wand on Loki? Because Loki, you know, when so, you know, he's you no know, he's trying to help Sylvie. And Sylvie says, oh, there you are. And then, you know, next thing we know, Loki has been pruned. So, and Loki had to do it to himself. And at that point, he did not have the wand. So somebody had to have done it from from behind him. So, who okay. Loki? Okay. Dang you, Kylan. Because that was my number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, but, what you guys did was my number one. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> so my thought on that, because I I want to know. I'm I'm thinking either it's Mobius or it's Loki, because remember what they remember what Ob said. You have to prune yourself. Oh, yeah, but could it have also been uh, what's his name that was working with what's her name? I can't remember the characters from the council. Well, they wouldn't have known to prune Loki. They wouldn't have known to do that. Yeah, because they wasn't there for that conversation. But if and, you are in the future, there are opportunities that could have been had to tell them what the plan is. Yeah. Right. And I mean, he would have been in the future. He would have been in the future at that point. Mm -hmm. And somebody would have known, well, this is happening because we weren't able to prune Loki from the timeline. Oh, so Loki may have pruned himself. Yeah. So this is this is very Back to the Future esque, where Marty meets himself. Yes. I, I mean, this is very. This it could be. That's why I say it could be Loki. It could be Loki <laughs> in the future. You know, coming up behind present Loki. And and doing the job that way. That's true, because he would not, because he would have been stuck in that time thinking, oh, well, I'm stuck here. There's no way. Now, oh, wait, I got an opportunity. Yeah. I Either that or he knows I got to be in the right place at the right time for the lightning bolt to strike and 1.21 gigawatts going into the flux capacitor. And that would totally do it. <laughs> you mean to tell I, me you built a time machine out of a TVA wand? Basically, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I but mean... Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike. My number two is when we meet 
Opie for the first time. <laughs> and, and the whole conversation, I don't know if I've been here before or not. And then Opie's like, it seems like Opie's the only one that is not affected by any of this at all. Well, he's on like one of the bottom floors. I mean, you see, you see where uh, Mobius had to use his foot. <laughs> to- yeah, it was that low. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm also wondering too if that particular room is shielded in a way to be because of his position. He, it's shield, it's shielded in a way where he is protected from all of this. Right. So that's that's a good question. Number one. Okay. I have a new number one. <laughs> Is OB a variant of data from the Goonies? <laughs> because I mean, if he ain't, they are passing up a wonderful opportunity. I mean, but they told him that he has, a, you know, that they all had life. You know, they, they all had variants. Life. That's, I'm just saying. That's Dr. Data to you, lady. <laughs> he no nuts. He crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyla, oh. you're, you're number one. So, my number one is tied to the whole conversation with with uh, Mobius and Obi and, and Loki. But for me, it was just a whole... Obi just remembering everything in real time. Yeah. Like while while this and it's kind of crazy if you think about it. It's like while the past is happening, you know, he's a, like it's almost like how many times do we talk about something and all of a sudden it's like it's like, oh wait, hold on. I remember now it was blah blah blah. <laughs> like, does that mean that maybe that time doesn't operate the way we think it operates and somebody's in our past changing something <laughs> and if we remember it we have a memory of it now because that's kind of like what happened you know yeah, yeah. I mean you know, like, you know, do, do, do you have a time whatever that time thing was oh no don't have one wait hold on yeah I do right here you know? it's like, okay <laughs> it, it, this is this is the classic altering the past changes the future trope. Yeah. Yes. But it's wonderful to see it in real time. It really is. It's kind of like when you go back to Hill Valley in the 1950s, you run over a pine tree and then all of a sudden twin pine smalls become lone pine mall. Yep. You don't usually see it in real time. You usually just see what has happened. Right. Right. (laughs) That's why tw- Twin Pines is now Lone Pine. That's you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that, that and that, that was the thing. Like I just lo- that was some awesome writing. Like I said, that was the most intelligent part of this whole series so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like to me, like you, it gives me hope because I'm actually kind of actually care about it a little more now than I did. With season with the episode one of Loki, I was like, "Yeah, it's okay." You know, it's Marvel, so I'm gonna watch it, but it's eh, it's okay. No, I, I after watching it a second time, I yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I can honestly say I enjoyed it. So, yeah. so Kylan, you're number one. That was my number one. Oh, sorry, my Stay number one is. I'm producer <laughs> mode. I got distracted. 
<laughs> um, my number one is the whole council room scene when um, when Loki does show up and he talks mm-hmm. about he who remains. This is this mm-hmm. is all him and bashes the wall and there's the whole like mm-hmm. that I thought was very very good. Yes, pruning the pure pruning the mural. Yeah. Yes. So I I I thought it I thought it was quite interesting when that came about. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of drove home the point that he who remains is the one that built all this. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just at some point, there was this cover story invented to hide that. Yeah. So um, we also got one other thing we're going to do tonight. We haven't done one in a while. Trepid Trio playlist tonight is our theme songs. Our walkout music for like. You know, WCW. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to get you sucker. My the music, my band plays. <laughs> Every good hero should have some. Yep. That's right. Number four. Kylan, why don't you start us off? Uh, okay. X going to give it to you by DMX. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, I like DMX. So, yeah. No, no, no. Better yet. Scratch that one, not X. It, it, party Up by DMX. That one. Party Up by DMX. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going with, for my first one, Who Do You Love by George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, and I think this almost is very fitting, considering almost 11 years ago, I started this whole podcasting is, and then 10 years, almost 10 years ago, we started this show, Learning to Fly by Pink Floyd. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. So. Number three. Kylan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is just going to. Tell on me about some of my musical choices. Okay. Uh, we are not judging. Ain't No Other Man by uh, Christina Aguilera. I, I always said if there, if I was going to ever have a TV show, I would want that song because it just sounds like a, like the opening to a 70s action show. If you listen to it, I'm like, that, that, that would be me. The way she's describing it, I'm like... That, that that's me. I want to believe that that's my ideal self. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Eric. Okay. Mine. My number three is they call me the breeze by Leonard Skinner. Okay. Good. Uh, for me, my number three, people are strange. I echo in the bunny men, not the doors version. Echo in the bunny men. Okay. Number two. All I do is win by DJ Khaled. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. My number two, and it kind of ties into part of our earlier discussion because I first heard it when I was watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. In in the mall where all the historical figures are running from the cops. Mm-hmm. Play with me by extreme. Okay. Ah, okay. My number two, it's raining men. I mean, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, thank you 
for letting me be myself again. Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> That's a good one, man. Yeah, it That's is. Good. So I have always so felt associated to that song because I've had so many people throughout my career it, going back to high school. Oh, you'll never make it in the entertainment industry. You'll never make it. You know what? I've done it. I've done it my way. I've done it as myself. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for letting me be myself. How have you not done Sinatra's My Way? I like Sinatra, but the song just doesn't fit me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number one. All right. So this one, this song has all, uh, not, this song I would say has always been to me my pump up song, my theme song. Just like when I hear it, I feel I, I feel my best self come out. Big time by Peter Gabriel. I love that song. Now, yes, help help me remember here. Uh huh. Was this one go? Was our number one going to be our song for Thirsty? No, that's our honorable mentions. Our honorable mentions. Okay, got it. Yes, got it. Okay. So my number one is, and and this is actually the theme song to one of my role playing characters. Um. Basically, Green Lantern, if he if he was a cop, Shakedown by Bob Seger. Yes. Oh, that's such a good one. Uh, oh, that was from Beverly Hills Cop, wasn't it? Beverly Hills Cop 2. 2, uh, yeah. My number one, which there there's a, a lot of sentimental attachments to it, um, Jewish summer camp that I worked at, or not that I worked at, that was a camper at, had a, a um, skill class or... You know, something that you, know, you did a couple different classes each week. And it's one right. that, because it was I did it my first week, they kept bringing me back, or I kept being allowed to do it the following week because I helped the instructor teach the others, not realizing this is truly a start of where my audio engineering started. But during our nap time, right after lunch, I had a radio show for a week. I got to run the radio show that okay. played to all the cabins during that time period. Very first song that I ever played on my show. And I kind of used it as my opening song every day that week. Our house by madness. Okay. Uh, that's a very good. That's and, a very good one. It's a very good story to go with it. And, and to me, the podcast collective. Yeah, it's my house, but it's also our house in the middle of our street, in the middle of the internet. <laughs> I'll say that was another successful countdown, gentlemen. Any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? Of course. Of course. Our honorable mention is Thursday's theme song. So we came up with a theme song for Thursday, and then Thursday uh, sent me a message. Sending to your screens now. What she thought should be her theme song. So, Kylan, Thursday's theme Mm -hmm. song from you. Dancing Machine by the Jackson Five. I, I, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, she she probably has a body that she can walk around in, and she likes to get down doing a robot. It, it's it, it's a hologram, yeah. but there it is. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, if she's a hologram, then she's totally gonna, you know. <laughs> Eric, your theme song for Thursday. My theme song for Thursday. It's one of my favorite 80s hits. 
She Blinded Me with Science by Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Yes. I, I kind of went deep with mine for her as well. From the group Yellow. Um, um, chica. Chica, chica. Oh yeah, song. Oh yeah, from Yellow. I see her strutting. Yeah. And then what she sent me or hers, dude looks like a lady. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's trying to tell us she wants to be one of the guys, but she's a gal. Well, as far as we're concerned, she is one of the guys. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 like I I am one of the few men who work where I work, and uh, sometimes conversations will happen around me, and somebody will look a little uncomfortable, and I said, and they'll say, "Oh, Eric's just one of the girls." Yep. You know what? I'm I am in one of my book clubs. For the most part, I'm the only guy in most meetings, and yeah, I'm like, eh, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's what it is. Well, I, I'm in the entertainment industry and enough said. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Uh, any final thoughts? Mm, I, I don't have any. No, I think I'm think I'm good. Well, then. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Just time to go dark. So this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. I'm Special Agent Tony. Donoso, yes.